meditations of all of our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. If through the words of this human being we do not hear your voice, O God, we pray that you would come and speak to each of us here in the quietness of our hearts. Amen. If you are here regularly for worship, you may, and if you're one of those people who pays attention to the little details of the worship service, you'll notice that for the past couple of weeks I have been missing something that for years and years I have always brought to the pulpit with me, and that is my iPad, my tablet. And um, the reason I have used that for years is that it's really a practical thing. It's easy to read. It's easy to highlight, you know, and I can make notes on it and everything. Um, and so I normally have that, and I, do, I have not been using that the past couple of weeks. And before you think, okay, why is the preacher telling us about why she changed a regular habit? There's a reason for this. There is a reason for this. There's a spiritual metaphor that I want to bring before you and an invitation that I want to offer as well. Um, the short version of the story is that the Holy Spirit prompted me um, about a week ago to carry the to bring the Bible with, to bring a physical copy of the Bible with me. And where that got started was when I was on vacation for a week, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to a sermon. Um, I, was li I, listened to, I was able to catch up on a lot of good messages and sermons and um, time in the Word and in worship uh, during that time. And one of the sermons that I heard, uh, the pastor asked people to open in their Bibles to a certain passage, and he, he talked about how we have lost the art of carrying a physical Bible with us. And he said that there is something about when you're in the gathering of believers, when you hear that holy sound of the papers rustling and people searching and seeking to find what it is that we're looking for. And yes, it's wonderful that we have electronic copies of the Bible. We have it in our fingertips, in our pocket and everything. But that stuck with me for so long because it is easy for us on Sunday morning to slip into a habit because we're only hearing one itsy bitsy teeny tiny piece of all of this of all of this and it's this is just such a helpful reminder to sit to remind us that the little bit that we're hearing today is part of a much grander and bigger treasure chest of insight that connects back thousands upon thousands of years so this is a visual that i hold before you to remind us that everything we're going to be discussing today is not just what applies to us in the moment right now, but it goes back and it connects to stories in the life of Jesus and before the life of Jesus and all the way back to the beginning of creation. And I want to invite you, if you're not already doing so, to bring a physical copy of the Bible to church with you. That is something that, and I know some of us may use our phones sometimes, we've got it in the bulletin for you to follow along. And please know there is no pressure. I'm not going to be taking count next week of how many folks bring their physical Bibles and we're, we're not going to be taking a poll or anything like that. I invite you to do this so that you can deepen your deepen hearing the voice of Jesus for yourself, that you can deepen what his word might convey to you as well. And there is no better place to start when to see how this, how one scripture connects to another and connects to another and connects to another than in this passage from First Peter today. This is uh, Simon Peter, the famous disciple of Jesus. His first letter to churches uh, that were scattered around a region. I don't even know if we would call them churches. They were gatherings of people. They were little small groups that had gathered in all of these different regions 
and like all the letters of the New Testament, Peter is writing them because they are going through a storm, because there is some sort of storm happening, and he is trying to encourage them, like all the letters of the New Testament, but there's also a lot of instruction. And one of the things Peter does to comfort them, and Paul does this as well, as well as James and the writer of Hebrews and John, one thing that all these letters always come with a degree of comfort, and one of the ways that they do that is to remind the people who are listening that what they're saying is something that connects back thousands and thousands of years that God has been at work leading up to that very moment. And there are four verses here that, um, that Peter directly quotes from the Old Testament. One is from Psalms, two are from Isaiah, and then there is one from Hosea as well. You would really have to look in your table of contents to find where Hosea is hidden in, in your physical Bible. But all of these verses, it's verse 6, I believe, verse 7, um, verse 8, and then again in verse 10, we see that those are direct quotations that Peter offers to the people. And what he's saying there is exactly what we're going to hear at the Lord's table today, which is the command to remember. Remember what God has already done. Remember what he said all these years ago? Well, that was Jesus that he was, that he was pointing towards. Remember what this psalm sang about? We were singing about Jesus and how everything points back to who Jesus is. Now, I'll be honest with you. I know that we are on, uh, that everyone's got an attention span, but I really want to go through every single verse of this passage with you today because every verse here is a treasure chest. And every single verse here, even if it's not a direct quotation, relates back to another part of scripture that is so important for us to hear and to understand. And, uh, but what I'm going to do instead, there is one verse I want to focus on today that I think is a good summary for today. It's enough for today of, what, of, of the message that we need to hear from the throne room of God to empower us and to remind us, that word remember again, remind us of who we are in Jesus and what he would reveal to us. And, that, and that, uh, those two verses begin, actually it's verses 4 and 5. I invite you to look with me at those. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals and yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We have heard in this passage as well, and we heard it sung at the offertory as well, that Christ is the cornerstone. He is the center. He is the foundation of, of it all and of, of all that we believe. But what does this mean when Peter says, I want you to be living stones? I mean, have y'all ever seen a rock that walks around? Have you ever seen a stone that can grow legs and can, and can walk around? I'm sure there's a toy out there of some sort that's battery powered that can do that. But what is Peter talking about when he says that there is a living stone? Well, there are a number of answers for that probably, but the one that I would hold before you today is, it goes back to the prophet Ezekiel. Now, many of us know the prophet Ezekiel because he's famous for that passage about the dry bones, the valley of dry bones, and we know that wonderful old African-American spiritual about, um, about the bones connecting to one another. And, but right after, or rather it's right before that chapter on the dry bones, we hear Ezekiel in chapter 36 talk about this statement. He says this statement, from the Lord, the Lord says, I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And what we remember when we hear that is that 
our hearts, because we are fallen, because we are sinful, because we need a way back to God from our fallenness, and Jesus provided that, we have become hardened in some way. Sin has hardened us, but God, through Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, has come to us and has made a way for our hearts to be made into, for our hearts to be made flesh again, to be pliable in the potter's hand, to be used for, by God for his glory. When I was, uh, before, right before I went to college, I did a medical, uh, I, I was planning to study medicine, and I went to a leadership institute uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, where we went, uh, where we were sent to different medical schools and different hospitals to get different experiences, and I had an experience there that I will never forget. It was one of those significant moments that just stays with you. And it was, it, it, was, it was while we were at one of the medical schools, the doctor, the professor who was speaking with us, came out and said, today all of you are going to hold a human heart in your hands. Today all of you are going to hold a human heart. And sure enough, we did. And if you're getting squeamish now and thinking, I don't want, and you're saying, I don't want to hear about this, I'm not telling you the details of that, but I will tell you the weight, the weight of that heart and just the awe and the wonder when I was holding it of the fact that one of these is in every single person that God has ever created. There is a that God has placed in each of us, yes, a physical heart, but a spiritual heart as well. And that God wants to soften that stone, that stony exterior, so that we can, so that he can hold our heart and make us what he desires for us to be. All of us have that heart within us. And when we turn to Jesus as our Savior, yes, we do become, we do indeed see the stone break away. We no longer have hearts of stone, but we still must remain tender on the inside. And what happens so easily, because we are human, it's easy for us to build up a stony exterior again. Not, I mean, we've been delivered from sin when we repent and give Jesus our lives. But with one another, it is easy to build up a stony exterior once again. But what Peter is calling us to, because he's writing this to the churches and the congregations of that day, he's saying, I want for you to live like living stones, which is where, yes, you are strong on the outside, but you are tender on the inside, and our hearts are tender towards one another. And when we do that, friends, when we seek to have heart, individual hearts of living stones, we also see that we want for our community of faith to be a living stone that is part of God's greater mosaic, God's greater masterpiece that is built on Christ, the chief cornerstone. And in this passage, in, this, in these two verses, Peter includes a really important detail, a couple of really important details. One is that we are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Well, the priests of, uh, of Jesus' day and of Peter's day and what they practiced in all of these pages of the Old Testament were to make sacrifices. And the priests came to the altar to make those sacrifices on behalf of the people, the sin offerings, the, uh, the peace offerings, many, many different offerings. And all of these were brought to the altar. What was the altar made of? The altar was made of stones that were put together that were cemented together, that were held together for the purpose of being a sacrifice, of holding a sacrifice. Friends, we are meant to be cemented together, to be held together so that we can hold 
that which is holy. We can hold the brokenness of the, the body of Jesus Christ and his blood that has been poured out. We are the living stones, and we don't have to worry about how we do this because when we are founded on Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone, that is all that matters. And Christ is wanting to build us up into a life where our into a people where our life together is the altar where he can come the altar where his sacrifice is made the altar where he lives out his purpose in our lives and it begins with us saying god take my heart of stone take the stony places and mold them and make them into a into the pliable piece that you desire my heart to be. God is calling us, friends, to indeed surrender our hearts to him. And here's the thing. If you want the fire of the Holy Spirit in your life, if you believe that the Holy Spirit has come and transformed us, and I believe that he has and he will and he will do it again because that's what he's done throughout time. Anytime the Spirit comes, the Spirit comes with fire and our hearts can't help but be melted. All of us have probably had a moment in our lives where we were so touched by a story or a person or an experience that we felt like we were melting. We hear the phrase that our heart melted when we heard something or our heart was stirred. And friends, that is the place Jesus wants for us to live out of. That's what it means to be a living stone. And that being a living stone means that we have to soften ourselves first towards God and let him soften us and then be softened towards one another as well and ask him to help us find a way to be built into that altar together and not to be torn apart. Peter is saying to us across the centuries now that this is done not for our own glory, but so we can be a part of the chosen race, the royal priesthood, the holy nation that God has created, is creating, and will create for generations to come. The question for us as we come to this table is, are you willing to be a part? Are you willing to make your heart a living stone that is a part of the altar that God is building? And will we as a church be a place made of living stones to make a sacrifice to God, to hold the sacrifice of Jesus and to lift him up in all we do? Christ is the cornerstone. Let us build on who he is by surrendering our hearts to him and may we be transformed into his likeness day after day through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives and reigns with the Father and the Blessed Son, three in one, now and forever. Amen. And as we prepare to come to this altar table, let us turn to page 12 of your hymnal. We will share in the invitation, the confession and pardon, and move into the great thanksgiving. <laughs> 